Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. It is your host, Lestrandra here. Welcome to the show if it is your first time tuning in with us and welcome back if you are a returning listener. So happy to have you here today. Recently, I got some feedback from a friend about the show, basically saying that she really loved the guests that we have had on the show and that she appreciates just having women who represent so many different areas of wellness coming onto the show because finding the episodes and listening to the interviews have been how she's found some of her favorite people to follow lately. And honestly, that is best possible compliment that anyone could give regarding the show because really when I launched the podcast last fall that was the entire goal I thought you know I'm really burnt out of the fitness space and even though I personally love wellness I'm pretty burnt out on creating wellness content but how can I create a platform to spotlight other women of color in wellness how can I introduce my audience to these other women who are doing some dope things in this space even though I don't want to be the one with the answers <laughs> to all things wellness anymore and the fact that that's how so many people feel um, because even though it was my friend who gave me that feedback last week that is definitely a, a lot of feedback that I get from a lot of you is just that you love the guests you love then following them you love the information that they bring um, that is really what the show is all about and is the best possible compliment that anyone could give the show. So I am so glad that you've been enjoying our guests. I know I have been enjoying all of our guests and every single conversation that I've had with women who are interviewed on this podcast. I walk away learning something. I walk away feeling so inspired and today's episode, you know, I walked away from this conversation feeling the exact same way when I recorded this interview. And I'm sure you will feel the same way uh, when you finish listening as well. So aside from people loving our guests, because I love our guests as well, the next best compliment that you could give the show is a rating and a review on iTunes. That is like gold in the world of podcasting. And if you have not yet left a rating and review on iTunes, we would really, really appreciate it. It takes just a moment. Thankfully, recently iTunes made it really easy for you to rate and review podcasts. It used to be a bit more involved, but it's super easy to do right within the podcasting app now. And I would so, so appreciate your rating and review. We actually have been getting um, some really helpful reviews lately, and I wanted to read one for you for the review of the week. And this week's review says, I started listening to this podcast and following Les just a couple of months ago after hearing her talk about strength training on the Food Heaven podcast. I'm so glad I started following because Les and her wonderfully real podcast is just what I needed. What really made me appreciative was her episode on how to feel confident at the gym. She acknowledged the bro-like culture that can often exist in gyms and then went on giving out these amazing affirmations about how you are worthy of being in the gym just like everybody else, and it really had a positive impact on me. So grateful for her good vibes and her candid nature. This is the wellness podcast I needed. So thank you so much to the reviewer who left that amazing review. Um, you know, I really want this show to feel inclusive and representative. And if there's a nugget of information that you feel like you've gotten here that you haven't been able to get anywhere else, you know, I'm so, so happy to provide that for you. So thank you so much for the review. And again, if you have not yet left a review for us on iTunes, please be sure to. It really, really helps the show. So today we're talking all about protecting our melanin, such an important topic. And today's guest is Shantae Lundy, the founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. So I found Black Girl Sunscreen on Instagram several months ago uh, when a friend of mine had ordered some and shared on her Instagram story that, you know, she'd ordered some Black Girl Sunscreen and had a picture of the packaging. Again, like the power of social media and <laughs> network marketing, right? 
right? So I ordered some after I ran out of the sunscreen that I was using at the time and immediately fell in love with the product. So if you're a woman of color listening, you have, you know, some noticeable melanin in your skin, then you probably know that with a lot of sunscreens, they leave a white cast. It kind of looks like you're wearing like foundation or makeup that's too white or it just kind of leaves like a white residue on your skin which I've experienced with so many products uh, but just because of the ingredients that they use. And with Black Girl Sunscreen, what I immediately noticed about it was as soon as I used it, it just melted into my skin. My skin was protected, well moisturized, and honestly, it's been a staple in my skincare routine ever since. So if you're interested in trying Black Girl Sunscreen, uh, you can get some from their website, which will be linked in the show notes for this episode. And Black Girl Sunscreen is also available on Black and Green, which if you listen to a few episodes back when we had uh, Dr. Christian Henderson on, who is the founder of Black and Green. Black and Green is an online marketplace that sells non-toxic home and body care products made by black artisans. So you can find Black Girl Sunscreen there as well. And we will have a coupon code for Black and Green in the show notes as well so that you can get your hands on this amazing product and more amazing products if you happen to find them on Black and Green. So after I fell in love with using Black Girl Sunscreen, I connected with the founder, Shantae Lundy, who is wonderful. And she and I had a really fun conversation. We talked about everything from skincare to the importance of protecting our skin, even if you naturally have more melanin in your skin, to business. And it was great because in our conversation, she was actually the first person to ask me a couple of questions. And so we we kind of got to interview each other. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome back to the Balanced Black Girl podcast. Today, I'm joined by Shantae Lundy, founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. Shantae loves to be outside, but unfortunately, she couldn't find a sunscreen that would protect her from the sun without cramping her style. Like many women with darker skin tones, applying sunscreen meant dealing with the white residue left behind by traditional products, and it wasn't a good look. So armed with an MBA and a personal vendetta against this unappealing residue, she worked with skincare experts to create Black Girl Sunscreen. And... Um, Y'all, just as a personal piece of information, I personally use Black Girl Sunscreen. I ended up ordering some a while back and have been using it every day and love it. So I'm so, so excited to have you on the show today. Yay. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So I usually love starting off the conversation, learning more about my guests' personal wellness journeys because I think wellness is really individual for all of us. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about what your wellness routine looks like. Um, I know a big part of how you started your business was from your love of being outdoors and being active. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, You know, and it's different for everyone. um, But for me, um, I've discovered that I'm somewhat of an introvert. (laughs) And what that um, entails for for my my wellness is just being like mentally and physically sound. And you know why I talk about being an introvert is because for me to be mentally well, um, I like to be in very quiet areas um, for a long extended uh, period of time. Mm-hmm. So throughout the day, um, if I can just be in a workspace that doesn't have any movement, um, and I literally work with no radio, no TV. Um, in the morning, I'll do um, a quick exercise and set intentions for the day to make sure that um, mentally I am present and, and I feel good about what's happening um, or what I'm setting for, for the day and what I'm looking forward to. And then um, physically, um, I work out probably about three to four times a week and it's nothing crazy. It's actually something that I've kind of incorporated into my day since um, my time is consumed with black girl sunscreen. It's just about a seven to 10 minute workout. Mm-hmm. And um, I do that from my home. Um, and I, sometimes it involves weight. Sometimes it doesn't. And then on the, on the weekdays, weekends, I'll do um, either soul cycling class or um, a yoga class, just depending on which one um, fits with the, the Saturday-Sunday schedule. So my wellness um, is about my mental health, my physical health, 
and then of course my skin. Mm-hmm. So um, I take a lot of pride in my skin, and I'll tell you, I think that um, this kind of um, goes for a lot of women. Um, it could be, you know, fifty percent genetics. So. Luckily, um, both my parents um, just have really, you know, good skin, and um, they're both, they both look really, really young um, mm-hmm. for their age. And we'll jump into the whole, you know, black doesn't crack thing, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so, and that's what I mean by genetics, right? Yeah. So naturally, um, they are just, they just have young, youthful skin. So then um, for me, um, I kind of take that to the next level by watching the things that I put in my body. So eating very clean, mm-hmm. um, drinking lots of water. Um, and I feel like that's 25% of your skincare regimen, right? And then the other 25% is the product that you choose to use on your skin. Mm-hmm. So um, my skincare routine is very, very simple. Um, I cleanse my face in the morning. Um, with um, just a, a, a cleanser, <laughs> nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing special, and I use um, Clarisonic, um, just to get that extra cleaning done and, and taking away the, the dead skin and stuff. And then I use a toner when I get out of the shower, and then a moisturizer, and then black girl sunscreen um, every day. So if I feel, if I'm just feeling sassy enough to to not put it on any makeup, I just rock my natural face and just have that, that natural glow. Um, if I decide to put on a little bit of makeup, um, I do the same skincare routine, um, black girl sunscreen at the end, and, and then I incorporate um, some, some makeup. So my wellness is, is those three things, mental, physical, and, and then skin. I love that. I love how, how holistic all of that is, just that you really tie in understanding your own mental health and kind of what your <laughs> – physical space needs to be so that you're in kind of your best from a mental capacity to how you make fitness work for you and your schedule. And I love that skincare is a part of your wellness routine and not necessarily just a beauty routine because how you take care of your skin is really an indicator of health. And I I love that you said that. So to piggyback on that, um, I think that your skin can determine um, almost your happiness. Right mm. and like how how confident you are, totally. or you know, it's going to be a deciding factor. Like, oh, should I should I go to this social event or not? Or should I go on this date or not? Mm-hmm. Or you know, how much makeup I should put on? So, skin has always been uh, super duper important to me. Uh, I, I think it's the, the first thing that people probably see. <laughs> yeah, wholeheartedly. So, I would love to learn a little bit more about kind of how you created Black Girl Sunscreen. What inspired you to create it? I know we touched on it a little bit when we were introducing you, but I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about uh, maybe some of the experiences that you had with other products and and what gap you saw in the skincare industry that needed to be filled. Wonderful. Um, So growing up and even until my late 20s, early 30s, um, because black girl sunscreen um, is just the age of uh, two right now, two years <laughs> uh, we didn't use the word sunscreen in my house growing up and it, mm-hmm. it was kind of just like a foreign thing and it was a thing that um our lighter skin counterparts would use going to camp and running and playing outside we just didn't use it so um i have a very di- diverse group of friends and um they would always suggest and recommend that i would wear sunscreen and i'm like yeah no like I don't want that toothpaste on my face because <laughs> literally, I mean, that's what it's like. Has yes. Yeah. But in all fairness, sunscreen has evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but you know, growing up and, and I mean, even these last, I mean, up to like two and a half years ago, it still had that really sticky, pasty consistency. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so, being a woman of the sun, I've lived in um, Miami for 13 years. I'm currently in Los Angeles. I mean, it's, it's sunny pretty much every day here. Yeah. So you are supposed to wear SPF on a daily basis. 
Uh, but jumping back to um, how I came up with the concept of black girl sunscreen is um, just being in these in these climates where it was kind of like required or you would get darker or you would get burned. So some of the activities that I would participate in is, you know, the whole rooftop pooling, beaching, or even just walking outside. And one of my girlfriends, uh, she'd be like, okay, let's go to the beach. Mm-hmm. So my um, plan to not get darker or to get burned was to purchase one of those, like, you know, um, expensive uh, beach beach umbrellas for like $25, mm-hmm. right? Or wear some like big floppy hat because I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to get burned and I don't want to get darker. And then there'd be some, some instances where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to go mm. because she would always have to put on the sunscreen. She would always have sunscreen put on. And then she'd ask me like, oh, hey, can you rub this in? I mean, I'm like, absolutely not. Right. Because then I have to go, I had to find somewhere to wash my hands mm-hmm. because it would leave it would leave the substance out, the residue on my hands. So one day I was just thinking, I'm like, man, I, I I can't I can't continue to hide under umbrellas and continue to hide under these hats and, and sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And let me start looking for um, a sunscreen or some protection that will be conducive to my skin tone. So that was easy. Jumped on Google and started um, plugging in the keywords of like sunscreen, dark skin, sunscreen, ethnic skin, sunscreen, black girls, and um, just came up uh, very shorthanded. Mm. Like literally nothing would come up. I'm like, okay, so there's this is clearly um, a problem. And am I able to come up with the solution? What does that solution even look like? Are people going to believe that um, this is even an issue? I can't be the only person or only woman of color that wants to protect their skin while being in the sun. So I started just talking to my close friends and relatives. Hey, what do you think about this idea? What do you think about this concept? And, you know, everyone has their own opinion, which is, Something else that I, I kind of want to talk about as well. Yeah. But I knew that deep down that it felt like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, the next step was, okay, so do I need to come up with some type of liquid formula? Is it going to be a spray? Who's going to make this? Like, how do you even, where do you even start? Yeah. And um, that was probably one of the most difficult things is, okay, do I do something called a private label? Private label is where um, you can put your name on another product, Mm. another formula, or it's just like a knockoff, right? It's like if you go into the grocery store. So you go into any major, um, you know, um, grocery store, and they'll have all the the major brands. Let's say General Mills Lucky Charms, right? Mm -hmm. So then next to it, they'll have like a box that looks like Lucky Charms, but it'd be like that store brand. Yeah. So that, that that's what private labeling is, that you can just put your name on the next product, right? And I said, no, I didn't want to do that because that's not creating, that's not solving the problem. Yeah. So I was able to um, find a manufacturer that was able to um, help me assist with assist me in creating a formula that eliminated white rescue and that infuse natural ingredients into the sunscreen. So that took a lot of time, actually, because um, not not every chemist is, you know, you you have to sell them on what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And the sun care industry is a very old, traditional, conservative industry within the United States. Yeah. Um, you know, so they only use six active ingredients. Six. That's like not a lot to play around oh, with. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was the beginning of Black Girl Sunscreen, just finding someone that can produce a formula that I wanted and for it to be effective. Um, so once we got that going, um, the next thing was to get um, an FDA approved. And that takes a month because there's several tests involved with um, topical, topical products um, that go on human skin. Yep. So... So once we got the, the news that um, we were FDA approved, I mean, I was late in, in tears. It was like so many, so much tears on like every, every milestone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. That's, that's huge. Yeah. 
but that was um, one of the biggest because this was something that, that I created. Yeah. And it, it's just off of, hey, like, I'm in these tropical climates, and I want, I love the sun, I love being out, and there's nothing for me. And I don't think that I'm, I'm the only one, but how do I even communicate and talk to other women? And what's the price point? There were just so many questions that I haven't experienced before. Totally. So, um, so that is how I was inspired to create Black Girl Sunscreen, really just seeing that there was a need understanding that this is a clear product and knowing that there will be challenges ahead that I was totally ready to combat and yeah. just kind of just debate about. Absolutely. But I think that it's incredible. And I think, I mean, some of the best products and ideas are things that are geared to genuinely solve a problem. And, and that's absolutely just at the, the root of everything that you're doing, which is so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Literally, what does well on the the market are um, products that, um, (laughs) and it it might not even be a problem that we thought we needed, right? Like that Mm -hmm. selfie stick. I don't know if anybody (laughs) thought, you know, that that was an issue that you couldn't really reach Mm -hmm. to get everyone in the photo, but you kind of knew. But like selfie sticks are everywhere. Yeah. So, absolutely. And so for those of us who are melanated, for women of color, um, our skin has unique qualities that we probably do need to be mindful of when it comes to taking care of our skin. So can you talk to us a little bit about what we should look for when it comes to looking for skincare products that will actually take care of our skin or, or qualities that we want our skincare products to have to keep our skin healthy and well cared for? Yeah, so it's short and sweet for me. I, I look for two things, um, maybe like three things. Okay, so there's three things that I think that um, for not even just for women of color, but just for for for, for people, for women mm-hmm. that are critical features, um, for, for skincare is yeah. moisturizing agents. That's number one. Totally. Um, because we don't want our, our skin to be dry, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then, um, excuse me, I would say um, natural um, ingredients, mm-hmm. such as like, you know, the jojoba, the cacaos, um, things that are, are that are coming from, from the earth, the, the shea butters, that are all kind of, um, not kind of, but they're all found in black oak sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And then the things that we don't want in our, in our products that have been brought to our attention, mm-hmm. you know, carbons, sulfates. Yes. silicones, yeah. things like that, where it could break you out or kind of disrupt um, like your estrogen or your hormones. Mm-hmm. So first, it's, uh, I think we've, we've um, turned into um, a consumer that is concerned about, hey, what's not in this product? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for, right? So mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're at the, the retail stores, you walk down an aisle, most products say, know this, know that, know this. Right. So that's what we're programmed. Oh, gluten free, paraben free, da da da, you know? Mm-hmm. And then next, it's like, okay, well, what's in it? So it's more about what's not in it versus mm-hmm. what's in it. That's such a good point. I think that that's definitely something that over the past probably like five or so years has become more and more apparent as, as we become more educated about the ingredients that are in our products and what's good for us and what's not. I think across the board, consumers are becoming a lot more savvy about that, about what ingredients to avoid, which is super important. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And at Black Girl Sunscreen, a big part of your mission is to educate and empower your customers to protect their skin no matter what shade it is, which I love because I think, you know, growing up for a lot of us, we thought, well, if we're darker, we don't need sunscreen. If we don't burn, then, you know, we're fine. Um, But you know, that's not necessarily the case. So can you talk to us about why it's so important for those, even with darker skin tones, to still protect our skin? Sure. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, the myth is that black doesn't crack, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that can be true. <laughs> um, however, um, it still needs to be protected. And mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, that's not true for all people of color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not yeah. every person of color has the luxury of having very youthful skin or having skin that has hyperpigmentation and dark spots, right? Mm. So um, we at Black Girl Sunscreen educate um, our community and our consumer about skin cancer, sunburns, hyperpigmentation, dark spots that can happen to melanated skin because we're not exempt from those things. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of give you like real information, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are a brand that engages heavily on um, our social media yeah. platforms. So our Instagram at Black Girls and Screen, Twitter at Black Girls and Screen, Facebook at Black Girls and Screen. We have um, consumers that have gone on cruises um, or that have just gone on, a, on an everyday hike that have submitted photos that they've gotten sunburned while being, hey, I was on this, you know, three-day cruise to Cozumel and um, at the at the end of my trip, my nose started peeling and I didn't really know what it was and it hurt and it peeled. And then I realized it was sunburned. And, you know, I never thought that I could get a sunburn because I'm a black girl. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is real, real experiences. This is real things that are happening, happening to, to people of color. Um, things have changed. Like the ozone layer has changed. Pollution has changed. So it, it's not it's not the same anymore in terms of who can get a sunburn, who can get skin cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that's the most important thing is just the education part because um, I believe that we're light years behind our our, our lighter skin counterparts in terms of protecting our skin. For decades, they've been protecting their skin. So why are we not protecting our skin? Oh, because we have more melanin? Really? Mm, I'm not sure if I believe that. Yeah. So I think also society has trained us, um, or not necessarily trained us, but ignored or not spoke to us Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, what a UVA ray is mm. and what the repercussions are. Yeah. So for years, um, the big traditional um, sun protection companies have never checked for, for people of color. Never. Now, 2018, you look on some of these social media pages, their Facebooks, I'm talking about in the, um, the bigger sunscreen companies, yep. they have people of color in their ads. Mm-hmm. Because they know that this is on the radar. Yep. And even they know like, oh, wait, who's this company, Black Girl Sunscreen? Mm-hmm. Wait, what are they talking about? They have, and our, and our following is nearly not as large as theirs because we're still in our infant stages. But wait, these people are really, they have the dollar to spend on a product that's going to help them with cosmetic issues plus health issues yes so i think it's been a it's been a combination absolutely yeah and i remember reading i think i read this on your website um was that for black people we for black people who are diagnosed with skin cancer it usually tends to be a later diagnosis probably because maybe they think that they can't get it or you know maybe don't get checked for it as often. And I, I mean, I think across the board, we know that like the later something is detected, like the higher likelihood you have, of, you know, um, not recovering from it. Is that also another kind of education piece? That's interesting that you brought that up because yeah. I decided not to bring that up. Oh, <laughs> and I, I, I went there. <laughs> and, and that's great. And I think that, you know, giving information is what we need. I just, yeah. sometimes I don't like to necessarily give the stat because I don't yeah. want anyone to be like alarmed, but absolutely. So yeah. um, from my perspective, I think that um, it is not detected early because we may see something and not go to the dermatologist mm-hmm. <laughs> and think it's anything. You're just like, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so our mortality rate is higher 
than um, our lighter counterparts because they are going to the dermatologist regularly to get their skin exam. So you're supposed to have a, a skin um, examination once a year. It's, it's like the same as having a pap smear, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. So, so that's why the mortality rate is high because we don't think that we can get melanoma. Yeah. We don't think that we can get a skin cancer. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's so, I think it's great for people to, I mean, I definitely don't want to scare anybody, but you know, if someone hears that and then gets inspired to, to go to the dermatologist and get checked out or to add that to their list of appointments that they make, um, you know, you, you know what, and, and, the exam is, and the exam is super quick. I mean, yeah. I just had one, um, mm-hmm. a, a couple, a couple months ago I traveled. Um, so last year, literally this day I was in South Africa the climate was super hot. Mm. So I went to South Africa, came back. I did a trip to um, to um, to Southeast Asia for the Thailand and Cambodia. And man, it was it was hotter there than it was in South Africa. Wow. Um, very, very humid, right? Then came back and then went to Cuba. <laughs> so uh, so I went to the dermatologist because I, I needed to get my, my skin checked. And I just wanted to make sure that everything was good. So the exam all entails is, you know, they look up your face, they check your chest, um, you know, they, they scoot your, your bottom in terms of like, you know, whatever, if you wear a camera something, they just open up your pot, your, your panties, just to check your bum, mm-hmm. come down your legs, and then they check the bottom of your feet, right? Just to see if there's no moles, anything abnormal. It's a really quick test. Yeah. Um, to get done. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. And so, so important. So I would also love to talk business with you for a second. Um, so with Black Girl Sunscreen, it's been around for two years, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. we, we talked a bit about kind of what inspired it. So you had this idea, you saw a need, um, work to develop a product. And since then, you've built a really strong brand around that, which is great. So can you kind of walk us through that journey, the process that you went from idea to trusted brand, um, and maybe what advice you would give to a woman who has an idea of a physical product that she wants to create to fulfill an important need, but maybe doesn't know where to start to make it happen? So girl, this is like a really loaded question. It's like, <laughs> it's like a top status. I'm here. I want, I want your TED Talk. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so um, the first bit of the question is um, to walk to walk you through the journey and the process that I went from from idea to trusted brand, and then what advice I would give to a woman that um, has an idea of a product and how to execute it. Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay, just to reiterate it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I think for me, so just. Um, idea to kind of um, literally where we are today is feeling really good about um, whatever idea it is and I like to go with my intuition and my gut feelings so I was really excited to think like oh my goodness black Black Girl Sunscreen, and I already knew from the beginning that it was going to be called Black Girl Sunscreen. So um, from the beginning, okay, this is going to be called Black Girl Sunscreen, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I was just really, really excited. So for me, that equated to passion. So before Black Girl Sunscreen even even had a logo, Mm -hmm. I was passionate about Black Girl Sunscreen. Mm. And I think that in in everyday world, even if it's being if it's entrepreneurship or corporate America or playing a sport, the passion has to be there. Because if it's not there, then what do you what you're not giving your hundred percent on something that's like, uh, okay, let's see how this goes. No, no. No, entrepreneur isn't about let's just see how this goes. It's investments, it's it's time, it's networking. It's crying. It's smiling. It's all of those things. Yes. Um, so first having the, the passion and then the passion plus the work ethic. Mm-hmm. So I am a doer and not a talker in terms of, okay, 
So um, the first step is, all right, we got to come up with formula. So what does that even mean? All right, let me, let me get online. And let me literally start typing in Google um, ingredients. Oh, okay, I like, I like jojoba. You know, aloe is necessary. Or, okay, let me go to WebMD or EWG. Right, these are different websites that you can use for, for ingredients and things. Let me, let me figure this out. Okay, let me hop on the call starting at 8 o'clock in the morning and let me start calling manufacturers. Okay, let me have a really good conversation with this manufacturer because they're going to give me solid information about maybe the next step or maybe, you know, how to order things, right? So everything has to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. So my work ethic has been extremely solid yeah. since day one before day one because there's so many steps of literally having an idea to seeing it come to life. Absolutely. And just all in from day one. (laughs) Yeah. So passion plus the work ethics. And then to see it through, you have to have the dedication. Mm -hmm. So not every day is easy. And I have a lot of days where I'm just having whiteboard meetings by myself. And you're probably like, what is that? <laughs> like, I'm literally talking to myself in, in my head. And we all have our own voice. Yeah. And that's every day. So I block out the noise. Because sometimes you will have somebody in your circle telling you, no, that's not good. No, that doesn't make sense. But guess what? We're going to go back to the beginning and we're going to follow our intuition. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow our gut. Because this is what we believe and this is our passion. That's so good. So passion plus work ethic, to follow it through, you have to have dedication. Mm-hmm. Dedication, and what I mean by that is every single day you're going at it. Yep. You got a boyfriend, you got a husband, guess what? It's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? You're working on your relationship, working on your business, you're working on your product. So then to finalize that, which is, I'd say one of the, the last steps is pick your partner wisely. Yes. So if, if you have, you know, part, a spouse or you have somebody that you're with, they need to be on board. It's not about, okay, so um, I don't know, black girl sunscreen's cutting into our quality time or no, 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 this isn't the way you should do it. Or, you know, they just they need to be a cheerleader. Yes. Hey, how can, how can I help? Let me, let me see what I can do for you. So Absolutely. those are the things that um, have helped me mm-hmm. get to where I am today. And my advice um, for a woman or anyone that is, um, you know, wants to start something, mm-hmm. a consulting service, just something of their own is I'm really just big on passion. Yes. If, if, if you feel iffy about it, it's okay to have concerns. But you have to love it. If you don't love it, like the, the most, what I love is I'm able to wake up and I know I'm going to do something for Black Girl Sunscreen today. It's not for anyone else. It's for, for myself and for Black Girl Sunscreen. It's not work. I love to do it. Yes. I love to see, okay, let me, let me check what sales are, right? Let me see what, what article wrote us up today, because that's a testament of my work, of what we've been doing. Hey, what is the next step for Black Girl Century? What are we doing for Q1 through Q2, right? How do we get here? So these are all the things that involve the dedication and the passion. So that's my advice. Yeah. That's so, such so good just advice, the passion. Yeah. Thank you. The passion, and if you could find something that you're like, okay, this is this needs to be solved, I, I think you could get kind of far. There's a lot of useless things out here right now, though. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's well, and that's cool too. Yeah, and that's cool too. But finding um, a solution for a problem is 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 pretty epic. Totally, because then you know how much you're truly helping people with something important. A hundred percent, and you know what. I was even short-sighted with that with Black Girl Sunscreen because mm-hmm. at first I was just like, okay, um, yeah, you just, 
you know, wearing in in the sun, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, no. So sunscreen, SPF, and I don't really like to call it, excuse me, uh, sunscreen all the time, SPF um, on a daily basis. This is what helps your skin um, maintain its its usefulness, right? Mm -hmm. So I I wasn't really aware of that prior because, again, sunscreen was never used in my home. Yeah. So not only is it, um, for the sun, but it's used for a daily use. And then we have this whole epidemic of melanoma. Um, so currently, Black Girl Sunscreen, we've partnered up with a foundation called Brown Brown Girls 2 Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an organization that educates um, women of color about melanoma. The, um, the founder of the organization, her sister passed of melanoma. Mm-hmm. And I think that we um, just don't think it's a real thing in our, in our community because we don't really see it happening. So um, we're not here to push to the sunscreen down anyone's throat. We're here to bring light to something that is real. When we attend trade shows and expos, um, it's not to, to just make a sale. It's to Hey, okay, and that's okay. You may not need this, but now you're educated on it. Yes, which is so important. That education piece is major. So, um, I think for me, um, reality. There's so many steps of the reality, mm-hmm. and it's exciting to hit these the small, these small milestones. I mean, just as much as the big wins are important, the minor details and the minor wins are just as important. Mm, and yes. it could just be getting validation and notoriety from uh, from a publication or just having, you know, somebody reach out to you and say, hey, I want to work with you. And you're like, oh, little old me? <laughs> okay, cool. Right? Or wait, how'd you find out about Black Girl Sunscreen? Right? Not you, but I'm saying like, these are things that are milestones that it's, mm-hmm. it may seem small, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's really not. Yeah, absolutely. All of those milestones, big or small, they all, they all add up and they're all significant. I love that you said that. <laughs> See, that was a, I loved your TED talk. I, <laughs> that's why I'm so glad we asked the question. <laughs> you had so many good yeah, gems and, and- in there. <laughs> And that's a, that's a, um, it, it was a loaded question, but I think that it's necessary because for everyone, it, it sounds different and um, it, it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most entrepreneurs will talk about the passion and what their brand really means to them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you lose the passion of something, then you have to move on. Yep. Absolutely. And this is, and this is for everything in life, every relationship that we have in life. I couldn't agree more. It's so true. <laughs> so what is next for Black Girl Sunscreen? Any new products or launches coming up um, that we should keep an eye out for? When, what's next? So, you know, it, everything has been so, and I say it's been surprising because, like, if you look <laughs> at it from a, a, a data standpoint, uh, we didn't really have like numbers to go off of from like um, from last year, right? Because we're about two years out, and so our first season that we were on the market was this past season. So typically, sunscreen season starts from um, like to uh, end of August, mm-hmm. and I say March. That's because um, people are starting to travel for like spring break because we live in a society that equates sunscreen to sun right yep. okay yep. fine so <laughs> the bigger the biggest consumer is the traveler for sunscreen all right so i say all of that to say that um it's just been so surprising and just so um eventful for black girl sunscreen last season um we did well uh, during mm-hmm. the summer right and we yes. had just a small community mm-hmm. right but we've grown we've attended several trade shows uh several expos um, you know, had great conversations on podcasts, radio shows, and done a lot of traveling. So that has brought us to, um, we just won an award, um, Best of What's New, um, Greatest Innovations 2018 from Popular Science. Oh my gosh. I'm not Congratulations. 
thank you. Are you familiar with pop growing science? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So those were like the, that, that magazine was like the pamphlet that you got in like elementary middle school mm-hmm. about like the new inventions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep. They've, they've been around for like a really long time. So um, that was really cool because yeah. that is from a different perspective. That's totally. not from a beauty perspective. That's mm-hmm. not from like a black perspective. That is from a purely science perspective. Yes. And that's, one of the things we want to be recognized for is, hey, this was the process of formulating black girl sunscreen, and here's what we did to get there. So um, with those accolades has led us to, we launch in a, in a, in a store mm-hmm. um, very soon. Um, we can't so announce exciting. it yet. Yeah. But, but super exciting um, for us um, because um, there's not really many skincare products um, for people of color in retail stores. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so that's, that's a huge milestone for us. And then, um, we are launching a kid's product in two months. Love it. Um, for, for our second season. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are, those are major announcements, um, for black girl sunscreen. And, um, you know, that, that's starting our season. So off season has been just quite, a good one for us again yeah. we don't we, we didn't have anything to compare it to because we didn't have the data um last year but i mean this year was it was cool yeah. it's just really great to to um have a pulse on the community and to be um part of a conversation and a healthy debate um people of color wearing sunscreen sparks um an interesting conversation because there are still some naysayers out there that think, okay, well, we have melanin skin, so yeah, I'm not wearing that, like literally. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And, and, and that's okay. I mean, I've heard women say, listen, I don't wear, um, I don't wash my face with anything but soap and water. And to each his own. <laughs> to each his own, right? So, yeah. Right. You, you were quiet on that because I, th- I think you were probably like, what, really? A hundred percent. So uh, I, I think that um, I think that um, the sunscreen um, wearing just it, you know it, it sparks a debate and yeah. we want to be in that conversation. Totally. So during off season, which is like the winter months, and um, you know um, Seattle, I know it's cold up there right, mm-hmm. right now, but in, in Southern California, Southern California. I mean, today was kind of like an off day with about 50 degrees, but we're still, we're still getting up in the seventies around noon. Yep. You know, black girl sunscreen based in Miami and they're in the 75. So, you know, um, there's like a bubble there. Like those, mm-hmm. we're, we're living in a bubble where the rest of the country is like crap. It's 30 <laughs> degrees in Illinois. It's 30 <laughs> degrees in, in New York. But what's been really cool is that we're still getting those consumers from all over the country and we're dead smack in the middle of winter. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. I know. I mean, I bought my first two back in like October because I just, even though, I mean, Seattle's not a very sunny place, I still like to try to wear sunscreen every day. And so once I found it, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll get this now. Like I need it now. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, Black Friday small business and Cyber Monday was insane. Oh, um, wonderful! For us because yeah. there's, there's, you know, there's a, a a big phenomenon of just kind of, um, you know, um, supporting the community, mm-hmm. uh, Black-owned business, yes. female-owned businesses. So, um, because of all those things, has just catapulted us into like the next level. I feel like, yeah. Um, so I, so those things are just really exciting for us. Just uh, season, season two for for Black Girl Sunscreen. We're just we're hype for yeah. lack of better words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because the more people that know, it's just like okay, I'm gonna wait until whatever I go on this next this next uh, journey and this next travel excursion, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even between, you know, in between now and then, that's where the education piece comes in, which is why it's great that you guys have content to help kind of still educate people about the importance of taking care of their skin and protecting their skin while they're kind of on that journey of of figuring it out or of deciding to make their purchase or deciding to start using sunscreen. Um, It's just always a good time to teach and educate. A hundred percent. So there's like small things that like 
we talk about, not necessarily on social media, but like face-to-face when we're out talking to the community, like, so um, dark spots, for example, how do you get a dark spot? Well, you get a pimple first. And then I don't know about you, but I pop mine, unfortunately, the little <laughs> ones, right? So, so sometimes they kind of, <laughs> so sometimes they go away, right? But then yep. sometimes they don't and it becomes either a dark brown or like black, right? Yeah. But if you're using your SPF or if you even put SPF on that, it kind of helps smooth that out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women don't know that, Yeah. right? They go to these cosmetic stores and they buy something even more concentrated that could bleach their skin. Mm. So um, these are some of the things that we talk about because black girl sunscreen serves as a dual purpose um, product, you know? So on one hand, it's, you know, fights against the skin cancer, the sunburn, melanoma, but then on the flip side, on the cosmetic side, it helps you with hyperpigmentation, the dark spot, premature aging, the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So um, SPF isn't just, okay, I'm going to Cosmo. <laughs> yep. Let me wear it. Yep. So. I love that. I love that. So a very exciting year ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're excited. Yeah. I mean, just to see what it's doing. I mean, we're, we, we've introduced something to a culture that is like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, just no. Like, I, I remember telling my friend, no, I'm not wearing that. Yeah. And here I am with one, but two, not only one, but but two products mm-hmm. that I once never once believed in in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even believe my own product. Yeah. That's super powerful. So, right. So then um, I need to write that down because yeah. that's actually the first time that I thought that and actually <laughs> said it. I said it in different ways, but I never said it just so direct. Yes. Uh, I love that. But that's what we're up against. How do we change that mindset, right? And that's that's what I feel passionate about. Let me talk to you really quick. Come over here. Let Mm -hmm. me share what we have for you. Yes. Yes. Because this isn't just an overnight thing. This is going to be every day. This is is years of work. And that's why, you know, we've partnered up with the organization. That's why we're out in the community because you can't just hand black girl sunscreen over to anyone to say buy it. Mm -hmm. It just just happened like that. Unless, unless, unless some people have been in in environments where they're like, okay, you know, I have been taught to wear sunscreen. But, But is your sun, your sunscreen the right sunscreen for me? Right. Mm-hmm. Then, then they were on that, that level with them. Yeah. And that's okay. Black girl sunscreen does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. We talk about eliminating the white residue. No one wants to look like a silvery fish. Yep. Right. <laughs> I've been no there. One wants to look like <laughs> they have on a different, a different color foundation. Yep. Like this is, this is not why we're here. So for the women that do wear sunscreen, that's the conversation that they have with us. Okay. What makes yours different? Right. Mm-hmm. But then the women that don't, it's kind of like, well, why should I wear it? Yeah. Mm. Important conversations either way, for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Shante, I'm going to wrap up with my last question, which is always my favorite question to ask guests. And that is what does being a balanced black girl mean to you? So I, I kind of think this is a, a two-sided question, not mm. two-sided, but two-part question. Yeah. Uh, so a balanced black girl, I mean, to me, so um, I think of just being a, a balanced human first. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's kind of hard uh, when you have um, something that's your own versus, let's say, going to, um, let's say, to a job. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know anyone that goes to a job because I used to have one and it's actually really helped me um, in my entrepreneurship yeah. um, journey. So um, I think that being um, balanced, a balanced human, um, we talk about like um, a trifecta effect, right? And that's being successful in, um, in your own personal life mm-hmm. and then um, in your career and then um, your family slash relationships. Yeah. Right. So I think just being a balanced human, that's one part of it, but that's actually three components of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So having that health within yourself, being mentally sound. So that's personally just feeling good about the things that you're doing and then being able to give your best self 
to your relationships, your, your, your friendships, your family, and then giving your best self to your career, whether that's um, whatever that is, being a creative um, or being um, an employee. Yeah. So that's my first side of, of being, of being balanced. And um, I, um, that goes a very long way for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have to feel balanced or I'm just, I'm just off. Yeah. So then the second part of it, I incorporate of being black, right? Mm-hmm. Being a balanced black girl. And what I think about is um, what are some of the things that I'm doing for the community? Mm. So, um, for example, um, we just had the holidays pass, like yesterday was New Year's, the week before that was Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Black Girl Sunscreen did was we did a um, seven-day um, must-have giveaway. And what that entailed was um, we had 16 Black-owned brands participate and donate products for our giveaway. Now, on one hand, it's a lot of work to coordinate. 16 brands coming together to do a giveaway but more importantly it was to bring awareness to these brands so all of our consumers our followers our supporters can support one another to help one another grow Mm. and I feel like when I network with other black people it kind of balances me out Mm, I love that so I like doing things (laughs) (laughs) with other in networking events with other like-minded professionals yeah so that's how I keep myself balanced because I am not surrounded by people that look like me all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. so who I choose to communicate with and who I do business with keeps me that balance as a black woman yeah yeah so that's my part of being a balanced black girl yeah I think that that's such a good answer though both parts I think that they I mean, making sure that you have that balance on on the human level and kind of just for yourself as everything that makes you whole and then also balance within your community and making sure that you, even if in your daily environment, maybe don't have that relatability there, um, seeking it out and creating it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Such a good, that's why I love an- asking that question because just so many good answers yeah. like that. And it looks different for everyone, which is what I love about it. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of have a question for you because yeah. um, I, I feel like um, I think that I'll ask like some of my friends that like, so this is your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you have a lot of just strength behind it and just um, your own thoughts. So what makes you or what does it mean to you to be a, a balanced black girl? Ooh, no one's ever asked me a, a question on the show before. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> um, but to me, I mean, being a balanced black girl really means taking care of every aspect of who I am, um, who I am personally, who I am physically, culturally, how I show up for and care for others, really not suppressing kind of any any part or area of what makes me whole when I think about how I take care of myself and when I think about how I show up in the world. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, very, very directing and, and, and to the point. And, um, <laughs> encompassing everything because I, I think that's what what balance is and mm-hmm. you know some of the things that I think we can even struggle it struggle with as humans is okay when do we draw that line of okay no more work today yep yep because there's always something to do mm-hmm. there's always something to write talk to talk about like literally like I think I can go on and on and on and on and on 
It's true though, because every time you, you know, say yes to one thing, you're kind of saying no to something else and, and that's okay. But it making sure that you kind of have that in check of, you know, you can't say yes to only one thing and have another area of your life be the one that constantly receives all of the no's. Um, so, so I, you know what? I have a, a slightly different perspective. Mm, um, hear it. So like, so, so for me, like your podcast was mm-hmm. a hell yes, mm-hmm. right? If it's not a hell yes for me, then I don't entertain the no. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. So, like, I have to know that, like, oh, hell yeah, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah, I want to go here. Right? Seriously, yeah. because that's yeah. when that passion comes in. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> like, you're, like, just so excited and, like, just so amped up to do it. Like, you're giving it all. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. And I know for me, that was a big part of, of why I had started the podcast, because previous to this, I was um, more of a fitness blogger. And I came out with workouts and recipes and had an online personal training business that I did for years. And, you know, when you were talking earlier about making sure that you have that passion, it really hit home for me because it, that area, I just, the passion really, really ran out. And you know, now what I'm doing now in this show and these conversations are much more where my passions lie. And it, you know, it was a tough transition to make that shift and make that change. But when passion is driving it, it's so worth it. Uh, I agree. I agree. And fitness, you know, this, and by the way, fitness is, um, it's not easy. No. So, which, which, um, just kind of like, I, I feel like, and it's just, it's weird because I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about, um, fitness Instagrammers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, um, <laughs> I know that life. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like I, I, the podcast was just talking about like how fitness Instagrammers are just kind of like missing the point on what their viewers are, are looking for. Like, you know, fitness Instagram may record their entire um, workout, but they're not actually showing how to do a true push up or how to do like a, a true crunch. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just have this banging body and they do like a, a workout for 15 minutes and, and, and that's it. So, so that doesn't have anything to do with passion. It's just really the stuff that you're taking to, to get the results and to, to have like a, a true following. But um, I get it. Um, I'm glad that you and I, you're here and, <laughs> and this has become a, a passion for you, right? Because you and I wouldn't be speaking. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, that's been the best part of it was, I mean, kind of like you were saying, I had that very experience where I'm like creating fitness content. Is it hitting the mark? I don't know. But it just, it wasn't, for me creating it, I just didn't have that spark and that excitement that that I have like I do now in having conversations and getting to talk to amazing women like you and getting to introduce great products like yours to women who need it but maybe didn't know about mm-hmm. it. I mean, that to me is just so much more fun and exciting and something that I would rather like work on and stay up late for and <laughs> do the work for. So um, female entrepreneurship, black female entrepreneurship is, is up um, significantly in 2018. And I think that these forums and platforms are aids because um, we need to hear how maybe someone else has gone about something. Mm -hmm. What are the everyday challenges? What are the everyday successes? They will look different for each person, but just to have someone to listen to, I think is is, is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And there's been, so many times. So one of the first things that I ask, like when we have maybe like a stockist call us or send us an email to carry black girl sunscreen or someone that just wants to have a conversation is, okay, how did you hear about black girl sunscreen? And uh, believe it or not, the number, the number one answer is Instagram. Mm -hmm. The number two um, um, answer is, Oh, I heard you on such and such podcast. Mm -hmm. I heard you on, on that podcast. So with podcasting, it's, it's so influential because yeah. it's so targeted, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that it typically who's listening to your podcast, probably a female between the ages of 24 and maybe 40, mm-hmm. a black yeah. female that is, yep. right? That is um, business minded, um, you know, that uh, motivated aspirations, all of that. 
Exactly. So I think that um, the podcast w- uh, world is, is just so cool mm-hmm. because it gives you um, this voice. Yeah. To, to women that we want to hear what other women have to say and how they've done it. Exactly. Exactly. And I found that, you know, people who listen to podcasts, I mean, you know, people are taking you on your, on their commute with you or listening to you during their workout or, but the people who take the time to, you know, listen to these shows tend to be very action oriented. I mean, those are like the ride or dies who are then gonna, you know, follow through with an action versus something like maybe, seeing a, a blog post about something or right. something that they can kind of scroll past. It's, it takes a little bit longer for people to latch on. But if someone, you know, listens to a conversation with you for an hour, like they're in, they're, they're for yeah. it. And that's what I love about this medium for sure. I, I think too, it, it, they have to seek you out to get mm-hmm. that, that person and to get that motivation. Yep. And I mean, I, some go to podcasts where I'm like, okay, let me listen to this on my drive in because that <laughs> might give me some, some keywords seriously, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's all about delivery. Yep. <laughs> it's all about delivery and um it serves as an inspiration. So um like I said, I'm elated that you that you had the podcast. <laughs> I'm elated that you're giving us the platform to, to share our our journeys and kind of our gems um for women that are hey at the brink of like should I do this or should I not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm right there on the line. Yeah. So kudos. Well, thank you. And I mean, I appreciate, you know, having you come on and, and being so open and, and sharing with us, you know, your journey and what you do. I mean, really the guests are what make the conversations and these stories are what make the conversations. So I really appreciate you being here. <laughs> of course. Thank you for um, just being really genuine. Um, and not forcing a conversation um, and, and just being an, an active um, listener. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> because, um, I think that's important to have a genuine conversation and I'm just not talking and just like, yeah, that's really good. No, <laughs> yeah, it's very feedback and um, I appreciate that. So thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Well, and also thank you for asking me questions that's never happened before but it was also it was fun to kind of <laughs> be on both sides this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, a conversation is two ways right? it is it is definitely um so Shantae how can our audience keep in touch with you and where can they find black girl sunscreen so currently um you can jump on um blackgirlsunscreen.com um to place an order um, and if you want to kind of keep up and see what we're talking about, what we're doing, where we're going to be at, um, our Instagram, um, all of our social um, handles are at Black Girl Sunscreen, except for Twitter. It's um, it's still Black Girl Sunscreen, but it's spelled differently. It's um, B-L-K-G-R-L and then Sunscreen. So Black Girl Sunscreen across the board. Awesome. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes. Um, so you can go to the website, you can order your sunscreen, you can follow along on social and we'll have that there for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Thank you. 